0: Welcome to Life Church of Mobile's audio podcast. We hope that this teaching will challenge you in any season of life you may be in. Thanks for joining us and enjoy. I'm going to try to stay with tonight's message and not preach what is already stirring in me and fired up in me for Sunday. But I'm just going to tell you, you better be here Sunday. Whoa, I say that every time, don't I? I really mean it. Yeah. I'm just telling you. I was just up there with the elders, I, I, the elders meeting upstairs, and, and I had to go meet with them for, for a few minutes, and I'm telling you, I've preached, come on me, and we, we, me and the elders having church up there, man, we, I'm just telling you, you know, and let me just give you a little bit of an advertisement for Sunday, you know, uh, we talk about favor a lot, and you talk, when you're in Ruth, you talk about favor, but I don't think we really fully understand the purpose of favor. And we're going, to, we're going to discover some things Sunday that I, I have been discovering that is going to revolutionize your thinking. It's going to, listen, it's going to help you to, to understand your purpose in life. Because some of us, we get roles confused. We get things confused. But I'm just telling you, it's going to all tie together. And uh, I just can't wait for Sunday. I just can't wait for Sunday. But you know what? i got tonight right now, so I'm just going to enjoy tonight. Amen. So we got good things that are going to be released in the house Sunday. But to, what did I say, Ruth chapter 2? As we're getting to Ruth chapter 2, let me, uh, let me remind you that uh, Ruth had really been disqualified by her past. According to her past and even to the 10th generation, Moabites were not allowed to enter into the temple. They were not allowed to worship. And so Ruth had some baggage. Anybody in here have any baggage, Has some baggage in your life? Boy, I'll tell you what, every hand ought to, ought to, she married, but then, of course, she, she, she marries a Jewish man down in Moab. And, you know, one of the things that we miss about this is uh, for about 10 years, life was probably pretty good for her while they were down there. The first 10 years, I mean, seemed like everything was going okay. But then, of course, trouble hits. Her husband dies, her brother-in-law dies, her father-in-law dies, and there's three of them left, and the famine has struck, and they're in trouble. And so she follows Naomi, of course you know the story, but she follows Naomi to a country she's never been to before. She's going to be a stranger, she's going to be a foreigner, she's going to be considered by many to be an outcast. She, she leaves her family, she leaves her gods, She leaves her nationality, and she travels to a land where she's never seen anybody and where nobody's ever seen her. She was a foreigner, and she was considered an outsider. But let me tell you something about Ruth. She was determined to find the God of Israel. And she was, you know, one of the things that we need to understand during this 10-year period, and oh, my God, I'm going to try not to preach Sunday. But during this 10-year period, Notice this, something you may have not noticed before in the, in the, in the story of Ruth. And it, I didn't think about this, but it goes along with tonight. Ruth, during that ten years, didn't have any children. But what happened right after she married Boaz? Yeah. 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 All right. yeah. Boy, that's a word for some of you tonight. Oh, my God, that is a God word for what the Holy Spirit stirred in this house tonight. She had no children for ten years. But when she married Boaz, she got pregnant. Somebody say favor. Okay, get back over here, Brother Scotty. Get back over here. All right, but let's look at Ruth chapter 2, and I'm going to read you some verses, okay? Amen. Y'all all all right tonight? Everybody say, I'm all right. Ruth chapter 2, verse 1, and Naomi had a kinsman of her husband's, a man of great wealth, of the family of Elimelech, and his name was Boaz. I tell you, all the single ladies, listen, Boaz was, was wealthy, he was rich, blessed, single, and he had a job. Right. <laughs> that's right. oh, that's, any of you ladies say that'd be, thank you, thank you, Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good thing. Amen, ladies? <laughs> oh, glory to God. Verse 2, So Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, Please let me go to the field and glean heads of grain after him in whose sight I may find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. Verse 3, Then she left and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she just happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. Now, that, was her, uh, that, would been, that would have been Ruth's father-in-law. Now, behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to the reapers, The Lord be with you. And they answered him, The Lord bless you. Verse 5, Then Boaz said to his servant, who was in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is this? Watch this. This is subtle, but watch in verse 6. So the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered and said, he didn't call her name. He didn't say who she was. He could have said, this is Ruth. But instead, and this is just me, but I'm going to tell you what, I think he was almost trying to insert some prejudice and bigotry here. Let me tell you, Boaz, you're a man of influence. Let me tell you, that's that Moabite girl. And you don't want nothing. In other words... <laughs> That's the Moabite. Basically saying, she's a Moabite and that's all you need to know. Ooh, I feel them preach coming on me. Let me tell you, you are not who they say you used to be. You are not where you came from. I'm going to tell you, I don't care what they say and how they want to define you. God is bigger than the people who are going to try to define you in your life. God's grace is awesome. You see God's grace through this whole story. Oh, that's that Moabite. That's that Pentecostal. That's that charismatic. That's that weirdo. Don't, oh, that, let me tell you who that is. That's that tongue talker. You better watch out. Oh, you better watch out for them people. Verse 5, Then Boaz said to his servant who was in charge of the reapers, Whose young woman is this? So the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered and said, It is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab. Verse 7, and she said, Please let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and continued from morning until now, though she rested a little in the house. Somebody say, favor finds the faithful. Somebody ought to tweet that out. Somebody ought to Facebook me back. By the way, I believe in interactive church. When I'm saying something, you come back at me. I know we don't have a bigger crowd as we do on Sunday morning, but we can still do that. I had so much fun Sunday reading all that stuff. I had so much fun watching you all do all that stuff, watching you Facebook it and tweet it back and and find little things that stick out to you. We have interactive church. Church is not supposed to be static. Church is supposed to be dynamic. And if you're not in a church that's dynamic, you need to get in one. Praise God. So somebody say, favor. Finds the faithful. faithful. I believe favor is looking for us tonight. It's looking for you. Verse 8, then Boaz said to Ruth, you will listen, my daughter, will you not? Do not go glean in another field, nor go from here, but stay close by my young women. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap and go after them. Have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? In other words, all you young guys out looking for a good woman, let me tell you something, don't you go messing with Ruth. If you do, you go going answer to me, you're going down. Don't mess with that girl. Hear what I'm telling you. Let your eyes be on the field which they reap and go after them. Have I I not commanded the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from what the young men have drawn. What's this in verse 10? This is so important. She falls on her face, bows down to the ground, and says to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes? You should take notice that you should take notice of me since I am a foreigner. I'm going to stop here. We're not through reading, but let me tell you. She's in a field picking up leftovers like a beggar. And somebody is about to see her. But when he does see her, and when she begins to have favor that is manifested on her life, she does not let that small, what seemingly is a small moment of favor get by her. Don't ever let small moments of favor go by without gratitude. I mean, listen. I mean, I was in line the other day, and, 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 and somebody uh, in front of me. I, they said they didn't know me or anything. They paid for my lunch. That wasn't. That's not huge, but I tell you what I do. I'm going to tell you about it. I'm going to tell my kids about it. I'm going to tell my family about it. Why? Because I want to recognize small moments of favor. Because small moments of favor lead to bigger moments of favor. The ingratitude is not a godly thing. Oh. So I always want to be, she was so grateful. And I tell you, that's something I had to work on. And, uh, you know, the staff tells me these things. They, they are more involved than me. But, you know, it, it, so every now and then I'll say, oh, I hadn't seen so-and-so. Well, they got mad. I said, why they get mad? They said, well... We fixed the roof. We put new we fixed the kitchen. We put new floors in their house. We fixed their fences, we cut their grass. And then they, they we, we couldn't they asked us to pay their house payment, and we couldn't do that and they got mad and left. You think I'm making this up? I'm not. You think I'm making this up? I promise you I'm not. Oh. I tell you what. Gratitude is a godly characteristic. That leads to blessing. Oh, she was so filled with gratitude. She fell on her face. Ingratitude is ungodly. Thank God for favor in the small things. Watch this. She didn't wait until she became an owner to become grateful. When I win the lottery, then I'll be grateful. I'm not going to wait till I'm going I'm telling tell you, Glenn, brother, I'm going, I am so grateful. I am so, I, I get up and I thank God, Lord, thank you, you've been so good to me. Everything in my life's not perfect, but I thank you today. I thank you, God. I thank you for your blessings. I thank you for your grace. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you that I'm not back there in, uh, in them places I could have been in, left behind. God, I'd probably be dead by now. But, Lord, you brought me to a place. Just like he did Ruth. Mm-mm-mm. Lord of mercy, i got to move on. And we'll be late getting out of here tonight. So, she didn't wait until she became an owner to become grateful. But now remember this. Ruth had already learned the secret of faithfulness because she had been faithful to her mother-in-law. And here's what she didn't know. See, favor is not necessarily God talking to you about you. Favor is God talking to somebody else about you even when you don't know it. How about that? Isn't that good? She was being faithful to Naomi. And the whole time she was being faithful to Naomi, it looked like her life was going down, down, down down but the whole time she was being faithful to Naomi God was being faithful to her and she didn't even need to see it with her natural eyes so let me say that again favor is not God talking to you it's God talking to somebody about you because God begins to move in the life of a person that you need favor with and God is lining up somebody to come into your life to help you solve a problem My God. Wait till Sunday. Wait till Sunday. All right, i got to keep reading the story. She fell down on her face, verse 10. She bowed down to the ground and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes that you should take notice of me? I am a foreigner. Boaz answered and said to her, It has been, watch this, It has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of of your husband and how you have left your husband and your mother and the land of your birth and have come to a people whom you did not know before. Somebody say favor finds the faithful. Verse 12, the Lord repay your work and full reward be given to you by the Lord God of Israel under whose wings you have come for refuge. Verse 13, then she said, let me find favor in your sight, my lord, for you have comforted me, and I have and have spoken kindly to your maidservant. Oh, you need to underline this last. You need to underline this last, this last piece of, of this verse. Though I am not like one of your maidservants, let me tell you what I think about that in a minute. Boaz said to her at mealtime, "Come here and eat of the bread." Dip your piece of bread in the vinegar. She sat beside the reapers, and he, uh, he passed parched grain to her, and she ate and was satisfied and kept some back. And when she rose up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean among the sheaves, and do not reproach her. Also let some of the uh, uh, grain from the bundles fall purposely for her. Leave it that she may glean, and do not rebuke her. So in verse 13, after she's so grateful, she says something. He says something to her, and then she says something back. She says, I am not like everybody else. I'm going to let some of this begin to soak into you. She says, I'm not like everybody else. In other words, what I look like right now is not really reflective of what is on the inside of me. What you are seeing right now And what is on display right now is not indicative of what is going on in my life. You may think I look like everybody else. You may think I'm like everybody else. You may think there is nothing exceptional about me and I may not look like it right now. But I got a word for you. I am not like everybody else. Oh my, 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 my. What is it that, listen to this, what is is it that uh, Boaz is first moving on? He didn't talk about her looks. He didn't talk about her wardrobe. He didn't talk about her hair. He talked about her faithfulness. He said, I've heard about you. You were faithful to your mother-in-law. You left your people, that God, and you were faithful to your mother-in-law. He was, he, was, he was struck with her faithfulness that she stayed with it when it wasn't fun. What's this? That she persevered through a difficult season. What he remembered or what he heard was that you did a little thing a long time until something big happens. That you stayed with it when nobody was looking. Somebody say, stay with it when nobody's looking. Man she in other words, I have heard about you. You stayed with it, Margaret, when nobody was looking. You loved your mama when nobody was looking. Oh, I'm telling you, Margaret, you need to let this rise up on the inside of you. This is the Word of God to you. You were faithful when nobody knew you were faithful. You were walking in love when nobody knew you were walking in love. You were exhausted and worn out and tired, but yet you remain faithful. God is rewarding faithfulness with His favor. God is saying to you, Margaret, well done. Margaret, I want you to say, I'm going to have to pull it out. I want you to say, I received that. (laughs) Say it, I receive it. Amen. Thank God. Give God praise for that word. Oh, my, my, my. You stayed with it when nobody was looking. When you're not being recognized and when you're not being appreciated. Ruth was faithful to take care of her mother-in-law when she thought nobody could see it. And he says, your faithfulness has been reported to me. I've heard about you. And now I've come to see you. Remember, favor is not God saying necessarily saying something to you, it's God saying something about you to somebody else. God had been speaking to Boaz. Word just so happened, word got to Boaz. Just so happened, this, this interesting story got to Boaz. And God began to plant seeds in his heart that Ruth didn't even know she had sowed didn't even know it your faithfulness has been reported to me I've heard about you and now I've come to see you he says but watch this, this is important Ooh, get a hold of this you don't start being faithful once you meet Boaz warming here tonight she didn't start being faithful when she met Boaz. She started being faithful when there wasn't nobody looking. She started being faithful when it didn't seem like anything was happening. She started being faithful when it seemed like things were getting worse instead of better. Mm. You don't start being faithful once you meet Boaz. You start being faithful on the level you're on. And she says, I'll tell you what she says. She says, I know, what's this. She basically is saying to Boaz, I know that my conditions don't really match who I am right now. Think about that. I'm going to have to say it again. Only one person got it. She is saying, I know my conditions don't really match who I am. Here's what she's saying. I've got to demonstrate this if I can. She said, I am down here on my knees like a beggar. And my knees might be a little crusty, Boaz. And let me tell you, my hands are probably, they're going to be calloused and they're going to be worn and they're going to be dry because I don't have any whatever kind of lotion you ladies use. I don't have any of that. And you know what? My heels are kind of crusty because I had not been able to go to the manicurist lately. And I know my hair, hadn't, Elizabeth hadn't got to fix my hair lately. She hadn't got, to put my, hadn't got to put the color in my hair. And I know my clothes may be dusty. And I may not look like much. And it may not seem like I am who I say I am to you. But i got news for you. Even though it may not look like I am much. Even though it may not seem like I am much. Even though it might look like I am a beggar. Even though it might look like I am in the back of the line. Even though it might look like I am at the bottom. Let me tell you something. I am not like the rest of these ladies. My name is Ruth and I am something worth looking at. Let me tell you what. Woo! I know all the ladies in this house are shouting tonight. Glory be to God. My Lord, my Lord. She's saying it may not look like it right now, but I want you to know I am something worth seeing and I am not like the rest. Her condition is, listen to this, her condition is a beggar. Now let's take this to us. Have you ever known that there was something great on the inside of you. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, you know it. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. That there was something great on the inside of you, listen, but your conditions are saying something else. Knowing something special is in you, but everything around you seems chaotic and it's small and adversarial. And it can be frustrating to have greatness on the inside of you and operate in a below average life. And you know that in this season, Ruth has to be in conflict. There's got to be conflict going on in her. Because she knows she's something worth seeing. Everything in her life, even though she knows she's something worth seeing, everything in her life, watch this, is screaming something else. Everything in her life is screaming you're an outcast. Everything in her life is screaming you're a Moabite. Everything in her life is screaming you're a beggar. You are down in the dirt. You are dusty. Who is gonna, how do you think God's going to get you to favor? Everything in her life was screaming contrary to what she knew was on the inside. Mm-mm-mm. It can be frustrating to have that level of greatness in you and not be able to release it at the right time but let me say this here's what I'm I'm getting to do not let what you've been through define you she refused to let what she had been through in her life define her she could have said this is as good as it's ever going to get for me that's right thank you I'm out here begging I'm down here in the dirt but you know what It's really all, I mean, the Moabites, you know, there's no hope for me. Tenth generation, you can't even come in. She could have allowed her past to define her present and her future. But she said, you know what, I am something worth seeing. I want you all to say tonight, I'm something worth seeing. (laughs) Everybody didn't say it. When we have 100% participation, then we'll quit doing it. I'm something worth seeing. Come on now, that's right. You got to, hey. Man. She says, I'm not going to let my conditions define me. I know I'm out here begging for my next meal, but I am something worth seeing even when I'm covered with dirt. Even when I am dusty and dry and I hadn't been to the beauty parlor and Lord knows when. here's what I've discovered. As she made this step of faith, I think there's an important principle here that takes place. In God, we don't determine our life. We discover it. Whew. I don't have my life all mapped out. I'm telling you, I'm living the adventure. Discovering it every day as who, who He is in me and who I discover I am in Him begins to rise up on the inside of me. Lord, have mercy. Y'all here tonight, somebody say, I'm here. There will be times, listen, here it is. There will be times where the picture God gives you on the inside will not reflect what is playing out in front of you. Because your life is not always how it looks. (laughs) I said, it's not always how it looks. God has a picture of your life that He is painting on the inside of you that may not always look like the outside. But your conditions are changing to reflect who you know you are. Because that's one of the reasons that God gives us favor is to transform the outside to the image of the inside. Yes, seeing us, how, seeing ourselves and other people seeing us, how he sees us. Whew. I'm just laying the foundation for Sunday. You just wait. Man, you just wait for Sunday. I know it, what it looks like right now, Boaz, she's saying, but I want you to realize <laughs> the real me is something we're seeing. <laughs> Oh, you may not see it right now, Boaz, and it may not look like it, and it may be dusty. And I might be going through it right now, and it may look really dark for me right now, but I'm going to tell you something. There's something you've got to see. You may start out at the bottom, but favor has a way of taking you to the top. You may start out at the back of the line, but favor has a way of getting you to the front of the line. You may have everything against you, but I got news for you. Favor won't let you stay there. You may start at the bottom and you may start at the back, but favor will not let you stay there. Anybody believing for this tonight, man, God, I hope y'all are getting some of this. Now as I said, you know it's it's awesome that and we got to go. It's time to go. Lord have mercy. Ruth ended up having a son with Boaz right away. And this is going to lead me into Sunday, what we're going to teach you on Sunday. Favor has a divine origin to it. It has a purpose, and it has a deeper meaning than just material blessings. Now, you know, if I, if I was preaching on favor getting you money tonight, I'd probably have had ten people and run five laps around here. But y'all are going to have to hang in here with me because this, po- this is important. That's part of it, but that's just a, that's just a byproduct. Amen. Let me tell you what I'm talking about, and you'll see how this happens. Because of the favor that was on her life, she ended up having a son, having a child with Boaz uh, right away. She had a little boy, and guess who that little boy? That little boy became the grandfather of King David. That means that Ruth, David, David's great-grandmother was Ruth. Folks, let me tell you something. That is grace. That is favor. God's got more in mind blessing you than just what you can always put in the bank God's got more in mind with blessing you than just what you can drive up in the parking lot nothing wrong with any of that I'm all for it but I'm going to tell you something God is seeing all the way down the line and God is saying you watch what I'll do you watch what my grace will do you watch what my favor will do I'll take a woman from being a beggar I'll take a woman from crawling around in the field literally trying not to starve to death I'll take her I'll put her in the line of of the lineage of King David himself. And guess what? Connect the dots. If she was in the lineage of King David, if she was in the line of the royal man who took the throne. Guess who else line she was in? Somebody say Jesus! Somebody say great grace! Say grace, grace! Oh, my God. David's great-grandmother was Ruth. Ruth was favored by God. God provided a godly man, a godly rich man, kind and generous. And guess what? She would never lack for anything else ever again. And one day, you'd read where Jesus... You just start reading all them so-and-so. You ever, read, you ever get in the Bible and read so you, No, you don't. You skip over it just like I do. So-and-so begat so-and-so and so-and-so begat so-and. You're like, what in the world? You know what? Ever now read them because there's some good preaching in there. Amen. Amen. And look and see whose names are in there. I was, uh, God, we got home. I think it was the other night after the Save a Life Bank or something. I turned the TV on for a minute and just, and there was something on there about, Southern culture and how it... So anyway, they were talking about the Appalachian Mountains. And, uh, Bobby, you identify. And it said, you know, the people who settled, and it showed this little place where I was born and raised, they said most of the people who who settled there were from... uh, uh, Scott, uh Irish, Scott, Scottish, I, Scotland, Scotland, Ireland. And, of course, my name's Scott Howard. That sounds a little, you know... Sound a little Irish, don't it? Or something like that. But then, what, you know what they said after that? And I, saw, I started laughing. Susan, I mean, I said, what are you laughing at? I said, you know what they just said? They said almost all those people who come over here and settle in that area were moonshiners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said, bless God. If God can take Ruth. From the nation, from the uh, Moab area, and he can redeem her. Guess what? I guarantee you, I bet you I got some moonshiners back there. Lord have mercy. But God can take Ruth and put her in the line of Jesus. God can take an old hick from the Appalachian Mountains and have him declare the gospel all over the world. Somebody say, Hallelujah! (laughs) Oh, God is a good God. That just blessed me when I started laughing. I thought, man, I'd like to go back and find, you know, I don't know that I'll ever take time to do it. Just Lord and mercy is no telling what's back there. But thank God for His grace. Thank God for His favor. Don't you miss Sunday. We're going to discover some purpose. We're going to find out some things about ourselves. We're going to find out how to handle it. We're going to find out not everybody can handle it. And not everybody's going to understand it. But we're going to release it in this house Sunday. I believe in a measure that's just going to, it's going to have me shout. And I don't know about anybody else, but I'll be. Amen. Praise God. There will be one or two of us that will for sure. So amen. amen. Praise God. Everybody say, favor, favor. finds, finds the, faithful. the faithful. I am, I am. Favored. favored. I am, I am. faithful. faithful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hug somebody before you go. We will see you Sunday morning. Don't forget Picnic Sunday right after church. Easter egg hunt for the kids. Thanks again for listening to Live Church of Mobile's podcast. Our services are held on Sundays at 8.30 and 10.30 a.m. If you would like to find out more about our church, you can visit us at livechurchmobile.com.